Hello, and welcome to another instalment of our local radio and podcast series, Collie Just Transition. If you're wondering what's happening in the town of Collie beyond the life of the coal industry, you're in the right place. As you may have heard in our previous episodes, the Just Transition process is an internationally recognised framework for supporting impacted workers and communities in the transition away from emission-intensive industries and towards a greener and more sustainable future. And, as we know, this is increasingly becoming a focus for government and industries around the globe. Collie Community Radio is working in partnership with the WA Government to bring you all the latest information about this process. In this episode, we'll be speaking to our local member for Collie Preston, Jody Hands, as well as our long-time local and Collie Delivery Unit representative, John Carney, on what we can all expect as we move into a critical chapter of Collie's journey to securing a bright, sustainable future. Hello to both of you and welcome to Collie Community Radio and Happy New Year. Thank you, Nola. Uh, it's a pleasure to be back on the show again and uh, Happy New Year to you, although I can't believe that January's already been and gone. Thanks, Nola. Uh, I'd just like to take this opportunity to wish you and all your wis- uh, listeners a Happy New Year and it's actually great to be back for another year of the show. Jodie, we're only in February and it sounds like you've had a big start to the year already having been announced as Parliamentary Secretary to the Premier. From your community down here in Collie, congratulations on the exciting new role. Thanks, Nola. It's been a very big start to the year and I'm feeling very grateful for the community support. I've had a lot of people contact me and say uh, congratulations and well done. So thank you to all of those people. Well, for those who might be unsure what this might mean, could you tell us about the opportunities your new role could bring about for Collie? It puts the region and the town of Collie on the map and I love the fact that I'm going to be working very closely with the Premier. We know he is so committed to ensuring that Collie's got a bright future and uh, particularly working alongside him in his roles as uh, Premier, Treasurer, Minister for Public Sector Management and Federal State Relations. And in terms of those portfolios, I'll be able to bring back some of that experience and knowledge to my role as the local member for Collie Preston. I think the the big thing for me is it gives me the opportunity to work and deliver the WA government's plans for Collie and the wider region and create those new jobs that we're looking for, bringing new people into town and delivering new infrastructure projects. I, myself, I'm really proud to call Collie home and I really look forward to seeing the opportunity to create a strong future for Collie and uh, certainly do what I can to ensure that the local economy is um, strong into the future. Thanks, Jodie. So now that we're in a new year, what are the WA Government's key areas of focus for this year? So Nola, we'll be continuing the Government's commitment to working with the community and with industry to deliver on or progress a lot of the elements around the Just Transition Plan for Collie. Uh, One of the big areas of focus is the training and workforce development, and that was announced in June last year, the Collie Transition Package, which added an additional $12 million to expand the Collie Jobs and Skills Centre, which, um, you know, is investing in new initiatives to support the local workforce, bringing that investment in uh, transition and workforce development to $16.9 million. There's now three transition officers working in Collie and that team's headed up by Collie local Nat Cook and they're running training sessions and meeting individually with workers within the industries that will be affected by the closures. 
I think the best thing about this is this individual worker engagement is now in full swing and those workers who want to develop their own transition plan have access to those transition offices. In terms of the wider Collie community, you can see some benefits from this as well in the local workforce. Local workers outside of those industries will also be able to access those transition offices. And I think the milestone will be for us the opening of the new Jobs and Skills Centre. Uh, it's currently located at the Collie TAFE, but there's a lot of excitement about it being located in the old Tosca's building and the work is ongoing there. Will they get a coffee? <laughs> Local reference there. What is this expected to bring to the table for workers and the community? So I think if we start with the impacted workers, each worker will have the opportunity to focus on their future and create a transition plan uh, that's tailored specifically and personalised to them and their needs. And looking at their existing skills and what they are already doing within the, their workplaces and recognising that expertise and experience. The worker will work one-on-one with the transition officers and tailor their next working plans and uh, choose their own new career pathways, which is incredibly important and, uh, you know, part of a huge part of what we're trying to achieve here. So on the expansion of the Jobs and Skills Centre and opening of the new shop front, once that's fully opened, the community will have the support available for local workers, no matter their industry. So uh, that's a huge opportunity for the, the general community in Collie. The Jobs and Skills Centre is really a one-stop shop for local workers and local workers who are looking to either transition into new roles, upskill in their current roles and seek new employment. A lot of the work being done is around uh, career um, training and employment advice, as well as resume preparation. So anyone needing to update their resume and haven't done it for quite a long time, they can certainly um, head into the Jobs and Skills Centre for some support. There'll be um, skills assessments that are fee-free for people and recognition of prior learning to make sure that we uh, look at what the workers' skills are already and make sure they get recognition for that. And if there's any skills gaps, they can obviously do some training to address that as well. And I think the ability to connect job seekers with the employment opportunities is is a huge advantage for the Jobs and Skills Centre. So with all of that said, I'm really looking forward to seeing this build a a bright future for Collie, uh, not just for the affected workers, but for all workers within Collie and uh, certainly for generations to come. Thank you, Jodie. It sounds like Collie has a lot to look forward to on training and workforce development, especially as this uh, Jobs and Schools Centre will be based here in Collie Mm -hmm. and people won't have to travel somewhere else to do any training. Are there any further focuses for the year that you can share? Sure. So we're working um, closely to support new industries to establish operations in Collie. That's uh, particularly important, obviously, as we diversify our economy here in Collie. And so the WA government is increasing its efforts to secure new industry development and also to help emerging projects to commence operations or expand their operations. We've had some great success in this area over the last 18 months and I think International Graphite is a a wonderful example of what this uh, government support has created um, for Collie. Um, International Graphite was awarded a small grant um, to work out whether or not their project was feasible and they produced a feasibility study from that. Uh, That feasibility study was successful and they were able to then um, secure a larger grant to scale up their operations and establish a facility in the light industrial area. 
That's now being built and it was officially opened last year and the company's looking at their next steps in in their business plan. So the thing I think uh, to note about International Graphite is they've certainly brought the Collie community along with them in their journey. The community's really embraced their growth. So the WA government will look favourably on any of those industries who look to bring large-scale jobs to Collie. And they seem to keep on proving up more graphite down there at Hopetown, so that's promising. Absolutely. And so another major focus will be starting the conversation with new large-scale industrial companies in uh, areas like green manufacturing or minerals processing and uh, future clean energy sectors. So uh, last year, the $200 million Collie Industry Transition Fund was announced in November And uh, it offers emerging industries in those targeted sectors the opportunity to express their interest in locating their industry in Collie. We'll be focusing this year on attracting those industries and we're uh, looking both nationally and internationally for those businesses. We'll support them through their application process and uh, work towards getting the industrial land in Collie ready and fit for purpose. That's all part of um, putting Collie and its workforce on the map. Um, uh, both around Western Australia, Australia and internationally. The workers of this town have a rich history of powering our state and we just look forward to bringing industries to town that can offer them a bright and sustainable future for them and their families. It sounds like the WA government has a lot to work through this year. Yes, it does, Nola, and a lot of what's planned for the year is certainly going to set Collie up in its long-term future. 2023 is going to be a critical year and we're going to be developing the town's future and bringing sustainable industries to Collie. What happens this year will contribute to what Collie looks like um, and really set us up for the later years of the transition. The WA government is dedicated to securing long-term jobs, not just for the affected workers, but the wider community and certainly for generations to come. Thanks, Jodie. I'm excited to see all of this come to fruition. Can you tell us how this all fits in with the big picture? All of the government's efforts are aligned to the Collie Just Transition Plan, and that was developed by the Working Group and released in December of 2020. Since then, each member of that Just Transition Working Group, and Nola, you'd know that that group includes workers, members of the community, government and local industry representatives. Those people are incredibly passionate about making sure that Collie has a strong and sustainable future as it shifts its focus away from coal-fired energy production. So the initiatives and projects that the working group focuses on delivering forms part of the plan to drive Collie's economic diversification. I think you'd have to acknowledge that the commitment is long-term, but the working group are doing some great work um, in crafting their next steps and actions and making sure that the process presents the right opportunities for Collie and its workers. John, I'm going to throw to you for this one as our local rep for the Collie Delivery Unit. What about the Just Transition Working Group? What's on the cards for the year and what's set to be discussed? So Nola, the uh, Working Group is looking forward to continuing their regular meetings this year. We are expecting that the Industrial Land Activation will be a key focus. As Jody mentioned, we'll be having a lot of conversations this year with the emerging industries and companies that represent some large-scale industrial projects, particularly now that the WA government has called for expressions of interest from those targeted sectors of minerals and processing, green manufacturing and clean energy as part of the Collie Industrial Transition Fund. Outside of the Just Transition Working Group, this means getting people on the ground to view all that Collie has to offer 
and its potential. With that, we expect the working group will be undertaking the preparations needed to make sure the land is ready and fit for purpose. On a wider scale, NOLA, there is usually a focus for each Just Transition working group, but it's flexible. And to make sure we can adapt to any changing circumstances or any areas that may need attention. We also had the Prime Minister's office quite involved with our processes late last year. As the nation starts to look at a wider approach towards a renewable future, and we may, we may need this participation to continue. Each subgroup will also continue to meet throughout the year. For those that aren't familiar with the subgroups, each subgroup focuses on its own pillar of the Just Transition Plan, which includes maximising opportunities for affected workers, diversifying the local economy, committing to a just transition, and celebrating Collie's history and promoting its future. So we can expect to see some key actions rolled out of each of these focus areas. As I said, the Just Transitions Working Group's focus is for the long term, but the short-term vision is always to guide their efforts over the life of the transition. At the end of the day, we want to make sure that the workers and communities are supported through each stage of this transition. Thanks, John. Jody. Can we expect any new industries to emerge in Collie this year? We've had a, a, an interesting statement by the Minister for Defence, Paul Papalia, about the possibility that Collie could become a manufacturing centre for sea mines, which sounds reasonably unlikely, but from the way he framed it, it starts to sound as if this could be something that could develop into something big. What have you got to tell us about that? So, look, in terms of new industries emerging in Collie, there's been a huge level of interest in uh, the targeted sectors that we hope to bring uh, work into Collie. We expect that the types of industries uh, will emerge in this region, perhaps not all this year, but shortly after. And the purpose, I think, of the Collie Industry Transition Fund was to reach out to companies in those target industries using the sorts of workers that we have here already. So areas like green manufacturing, minerals processing, clean energy and energy intensive sectors. The interest from these sectors indicates a huge uh, growth opportunity for growth around uh, those sustainable jobs for Collie. I think the state government's gone far and wide to put Collie out there as the new industrial hub for sustainable industry. And those industries that have indicated an interest are in the early stages of planning and learning all that Collie has to offer. The, I think the government is committed to securing some great opportunities for the region and uh, we're very happy to talk to any industry who wants to um, look at setting up in Collie. So we're happy to discuss any opportunity, whether it's from government or private investors, around creating jobs and sustainable long-term jobs for Collie. And I would imagine that something like that industry um, floated by uh, Minister Papalia would require some quite substantial liaison with federal government. Yeah, that, that would be absolutely expected. So. so 2022 was a big year of announcements and milestones. Can you share with us any big movements expected for this year? This year is critical for planning and working behind the scenes closely with those new industries who've indicated interest in establishing operations in Collie. What's achieved in 2023 will be fundamental to how we prepare for the transition um, around those uh, unit closures in 2027 and 2029. I think setting Collie up um, is incredibly important for, for government so that the next few years will be full of the right opportunities that last into the longer term. 
Nola, I'd also like to highlight some of those positive outcomes from the Small Grants Recipients Program and the fact that what they've already done for the town, for the community and for visitation in the, in the Collie area, you know, those sorts of opportunities are ongoing because that Small Grants Program is still open. And the community can expect the region's future to be absolutely at the forefront of state government um, doing what it needs to do to ensure that this transition is as smooth as possible. There's been a lot of discussion recently on the security of energy generation in WA and around the fact that the government has needed to bring in additional coal uh, to support that. I just really want to reiterate on behalf of state government that we're absolutely committed to ensuring the energy supply for the state is secured. I think through summer uh, you'd have the support of the general population there, particularly in Perth where they like their aircon. But uh, yeah, it's boosted the amount of traffic on our roads. <laughs> Tell me about any new opportunities for the community or industry bodies that might come to fruition this year. Yeah, sure. So for the workers and for the community, as we've already mentioned, there'll be a, a range of exciting new opportunities to upskill or reskill within the Jobs and Skills Centre expansion and the opening of that storefront in um, uh, the main street, in Forest Street. I think for the industries, there's an opportunity to utilise our skilled workforce that's already here in Collie and secure a prime position in Collie's industrial hub. I think establishing operations for those industries in Collie with support from the WA government is the focus for industry, absolutely. And uh, for small businesses, as the chair of the Collie Futures Group, I've experienced firsthand the benefits of those small grants, as we mentioned uh, previously. And we look forward to seeing many more applications come through from people uh, this year. There's been an additional uh, $2 million added into that fund uh, to encourage small uh, businesses to set up or expand. And for Collie and the wider region, we know that we'll see Collie continue to grow as an industrial hub. We know that's uh, where our, our future is. And we'll also work to create sustainable green future through renewable energy generation. It's all around putting Collie on the map. Yes, putting Collie on the map is something we discussed quite a bit in the last episode. John, can you tell me more about how the Collie Delivery Unit is working in the coming months to achieve this? Absolutely. So, Noel, at the moment, as Jody briefly touched on, there is a huge effort to attract interstate and international industries as part of the Collie Industrial Transition Fund. Typically, industries interested in being based in Collie would need to reach out to the WA government. But now that we have a very targeted list of sectors that this fund aims to bring in, the state is dedicating its efforts to start new conversations over east and internationally to explore what might be possible. This is certainly expected to put Collie out there as the industrial hub that we know it to be and that we secure long-term opportunities for Collie. We've also been working behind the scenes on a WA-based film producer on creating something special which we expect will showcase to the rest of the state what this region has to offer. This short film will be like a short doco-style film and will offer a deep dive into the creative journey of the artists and what each mural means to the community and the rich history and the journey that it represents. Once this is released and it showcases the amazing mural artwork here in the town, we can certainly expect that the interest to, to visit Collie will pick up. Be sure to keep an eye out on this release. Of course, there are other events as well, which we are looking forward to sharing more about. We're in the early stages of planning the another gala dinner down at the quarry. 
there's opportunities to get involved with the opening of the Jobs and Skills Centre and we're still we're in the early stages of planning the official opening of the upgraded underground replica mine and much more. Collectively we expect all of these things to help in not only increasing interest to come and visit Collie but increasing involvement in our community and in turn building a stronger more diversified economy. Now that we're a few years into the just transition process, how do you think the journey of diversifying Collie's economy and building a more sustainable future is tracking? As a Collie local yourself, I'd like to hear your thoughts. I'm going to start by saying I really appreciate being acknowledged as a Collie local NOLA because uh, that's hard one. And uh, I wasn't born here, I was born in Yarloop, but I'll take that. So thank you very much. Uh, do they say to you as they say to me, oh, that's right, you didn't go to school here? But well, I, I, taught, I taught you at the did. school for many years. So hopefully that's, uh, you know, that, that, that's, that's got the cred. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So look, uh, it's a real honour to be the voice for the Collie uh, community in the journey as we transition away from coal. And um, I think as we transition away from uh, coal, we need to make sure that we're absolutely looking out for our community. And for me as local member, that's uh, front and centre of, of what I'm doing. And um, in terms of the just transition, I think it's really important that we place their emphasis on the just, which is absolutely what this government's done. The investment um, around the small grants, attracting new industries is all around making sure that uh, this industry doesn't just close overnight and that we have a chance to plan and step that plan through and uh, allow the workers and the community to have a sustainable future here in Collie. I think um, the important thing for me is just like so many other families in Collie, my family's impacted by these changes. My husband works at um, Muja Power Station. There's a lot of people here, obviously, that work within the coal industry. So I think that puts me in a really good position to be able to keep the government up to date on uh, what's happening in the town and what the people who live here need in that transition process. I'm really proud to work closely um, with government to diversify the Collie economy so that people can live and work here for generations just like they have done. Um, and, you know, in terms of the last 125 years, we had the celebration last year. Um, I'd like to think in generations to come, we're celebrating even better um, outcomes for our community. Well, Collie people are certainly very passionate about their history and um, they want to see that history continue. Um, yeah, absolutely. John, what about yourself? Uh, as a member of the community myself, Nola, I'm feeling very positive and have a, have a lot of confidence in the state's Just Transition plan. I've been experiencing, like, like a lot of others in town, the extra tourism around town, and I'm excited to see what the short doco film on the mural trail will bring to the region. As most people would know, I am from a trade background and have lived in Collie all my life. I'm one of the first to appreciate that there's certainly a lot of work to be done, but we're only a few years into the transition Collie is going to experience and I can already see it changing. I'm feeling confident from the state government, particularly with the expressions of interest already shown in the new fund and the sustainable sectors this will bring to our workforce and the next generations. Well, you've mentioned uh, the short doco film Where's that going to be shown? Uh, yes, no, well, uh, we're just in the final stages of um, completing that. And at this stage, we have it earmarked to be shown uh, and we've contacted the organisers of the Labor Day Festival and they're more than happy for us to 
find a location there to view it to not only the Collie community, but obviously the visitors will get to town that weekend. And from there, um, there's plans that it will be on a continual sort of feed at the visitor centre. In addition to that, it will also be digitally available on the website and also social media. And the plans are there could be, because uh, the film r roughly runs now around 12 minutes, but the idea is that we might have shorter clips for purpose purpose um, areas. Well, the Labor Day weekend will certainly have a, a large audience there. So Yeah, and uh, obviously uh, where I was quoting Nolan all that is still to be confirmed, but uh, that's where we've tentatively earmarked um, good spots for it. Thank you, Jody and John. It certainly sounds like Collie's future is looking bright and I look forward to seeing how all the plans for the year come together to secure some big sustainable industries to town and of course bring about new opportunities for the people here in Collie. So do we, Nola. Thanks to you and to John for inviting me on the show today. Always a pleasure, Nola. Thanks. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Collie Just Transition podcast. Don't forget, you can be involved in shaping the conversations this year's programming will offer. If you have a burning question that you would like answered or know of a topic that you and your wider community might like to learn more about, let the WA government know at wa.gov.au forward slash just transition podcast.